Welcome back to the Running Wine Mom podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Slinsky, aka the Running Wine Mom. And today we have a very special episode that dives into a topic many of us can relate to, managing stress as a parent during the holiday season. Now, we're not talking about the perfectly curated holiday scene you can you see on social media. Instead, we're diving into the real and often overwhelming aspects of this time of year. Joining us is a returning guest, Brittany, a local therapist and and author of Vinnie Goes to Therapy with a wealth of experience in helping individuals navigate the complexities of stress and mental well-being. As we approach the holiday season, we understand that it can be a mixed bag of joy and challenges. Today, our focus is on providing practical insights, strategies, and expert advice to help parents cope with stress, set boundaries, and navigate the financial and mental aspects of the holidays. So whether you're a seasoned parent looking for some fresh perspective or a soon-to-be parent gearing up for the festive season, you're in for a treat. All right. Welcome back, Brittany. Thank you for having me. I am so glad. So the last time that you were on, you had suggested after this is such a topic that I feel like people are, are always deal with every season and to have some sort of advice. I thought, oh my gosh, yes, you need to come back for it like like next week. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. That's... Oh, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. It's an open conversation that I've been having with all of my clients. Usually start right after Halloween. We really start to dive into the preparation emotionally for what the holidays can bring. I said I'm definitely gonna learn something from you. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys do the um, the Shady Brook dashing through the lights, but we do it every year and it's the Friday before Thanksgiving. And like, I feel like that's our opener to the holiday season, So, and that, which it's tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, it's here. What are we doing? Glad to have this conversation to prep me before. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Congrats to you. I know that you're a runner, but that's awesome. That's a feat. <laughs> This is, this is just a very small, like, it's like with our kids, we do it. It's, it's like a, uh, it's, you walk through the Shady Brook lights. It's like a fun run. So it's nothing. Okay. Not I was going to say, oh my goodness, but I could probably do something like that. Yeah. Anybody. Yes. Everybody could do it. It's fun for all. Um, yeah. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to catch up on something exciting. Last time we spoke uh, with Brittany, she was gearing up for a book signing event for her book, Vinnie Goes to Therapy. The day has come and gone, and today we're going to hear all about it. So how did it go? What were the highlights? What are some memorable moments? Share with us. It was wonderful. Um, Just seeing my vision come to life, and I had some really good friends that were helping me get everything set up. So I'm eternally grateful and thankful for their help. it was so wonderful to see the support from my family and friends. Um, I think the most memorable was my daughter was up there with me teaching the coping skills with a lot of the kids and seeing the kids really take it in and practicing it um, really kind of hit what I wanted to do with that book. My biggest goal was to be providing therapeutic support and comfort to kids that aren't in therapy. Um, I've already been you know, hearing back from parents that they're using the skills with their kids and really positive feedback. I'm I'm so happy. Um, I have to say, I think the most memorable, I received pictures from my friends and my daughter was with me, just like the way she was looking up at me. I was like, oh, that was, it's just really special that we had that moment together, you know? Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so happy that it went well. Um, yeah. As I said, I wish I was, could have been there for it, but it looked so cute from the pictures and everything. So that's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. And then you were on an author board with Commonplace Reader too recently. How did that go? 
yeah, it was great. I was able to meet different, um, different therapists or well, different <laughs> therapeutic style books, I should say, um, which was pretty cool like to be connected with different, um, different authors and their own therapeutic approaches to it, which is different, which was really wow. cool. Yeah. Well, congrats. That is thank so exciting. You. So thank you for sharing those moments. Uh, it sounds like, like I said, it was a truly special event. Now we're going to shift some gears a bit. Let's dive into the holiday season, setting boundaries and managing stress. Given your expertise, I, we are all so eager to hear your insights on how parents can navigate the challenges yet festive, the challenging yet festive time. So let's jump right in. First of all, all right, first question, uh, how can parents effectively manage stress during the holiday season, especially when juggling various responsibilities? What do you think is like a, a general statement you could kind of tell, or what do you think advice you would give to parents? Two things really come to mind, setting a realistic like plan, like planning ahead and, and making things like realistic so we're not doing everything the last minute. Um, Another thing is something that I always push with my clients is to recognize we're our biggest enemy, right? We always put on the shoulds and shouldn'ts with everything in our lives, and that's going to set us up for failure. Um, there was a theorist, Albert Ellis, who said, go should all over yourself because really that's what you're doing. Um, and I really always held on to that because we recognize we could talk about boundaries that we have to put up with other people in our lives, but we have to put boundaries for ourselves. And the minute we start saying, I should be doing this for the holidays, I should be doing this, or I shouldn't feel sad, or I, I shouldn't be experiencing this, that's where you have to stop and recognize what I am. And if we continue to say that I should be doing something, we're always going to fall short of it and feel disappointed. So recognize yeah. the narrative that you're establishing for yourself. And ultimately, the, the path that you're setting for yourself could either go in success or failure. Wow. That's very good advice that I definitely need to take because I feel as though that is constantly personally going through my head. And I know it's going through so many people's head, like, and especially with like social media, seeing people doing a lot of stuff and it's like, oh, I should be, I'm sitting on my couch. I should be out doing something, you know, seeing Santa or, you know, going to do this event or that. And, and the shoulds is that that's really good advice because it's like, well, well, you're not. So just whatever you're doing, be happy with it type thing. Right. Right. Absolutely. And the next thing, which I know so many people, again, have issues with is setting boundaries because it can be challenging, you know, especially with holiday parties, family events. Do you have any strategies uh, that you would recommend to parents to establish and communicate healthy boundaries during this time? Right. I think it's just being realistic that we can't say yes to everything. Otherwise, we are going to run ourselves thin biggest takeaway I think is recognizing the people that have little ones keeping them on the routine anything that goes off their routine if it's during nap time sometimes we have to say no to that it's not really worth unfortunately I hate to say it, but it's not really worth having our kids totally off their routine messing up their whole nap time rest time if events go into the evening maybe find a babysitter so you can have a little bit of a balance of what you can do um but ultimately, if it's going to drain you and your family, it might not be worth it. Yeah, I actually had I had to say no to my parents to going to their house for brunch on Sunday because it was right in the middle of nap time of, you know, Parker and Willow. And, you know, of course, they're like, well, you can come. They can nap here or like, you know, they gave like different options and just like 
of course I want to be there with them and like do that. But we was so much stuff going on. You know, I was like actually happy. My mom was like, if it's too much, like just, you don't have to come. I'll see them Saturday night and I'll see them um, Thanksgiving. And I was like, yeah, I just don't think it's going to work. But then I felt so much guilt afterwards. Like, oh my gosh, I'm missing this brunch with my family where it's like, I'm still going to see them Saturday night, <laughs> see them Thursday, like, but I'm not going to stress myself out Sunday, but it's so hard to just be like, I can't. We all, right. And a good thing, we, we're allowed to say no, but then we have to recognize, like, I think that this is exactly where a boundary is needed because some people don't accept no and they'll mm-hmm. push and push and push. And I think that those people are exactly why we need boundaries. Yes. I was very happy. My parents did not, you know, they even made the suggestion because I was like, I really feel weird being like, no, I can't because it's nap time. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you think some common stressors that parents will face during the holidays are? And like, how do you think you, they can navigate them besides saying no to events? What other challenges do you think that people can, will see and how they can get over them? Comparing ourselves to other families who seemingly have it all together, Um, you know, financial stress, um, conflictual family relationships, or or thinking that we have to have it completely perfect and being out of the moment, not really enjoying ourselves. Definitely stop and take deeper self-reflection of what what is worth it, right? Ask yourself, like, is this moment going to matter in five months, five years? put it into a different perspective of recognize like being here and now and recognize what our limitations are and our abilities are and how we can work within those confines. It goes around at summertime too, but there's a meme or whatever thing where it's like, we only have X amount of Christmases with your kids being in the moment. And it's like, it puts so much pressure to make sure that you're doing everything when it's like, they'll be okay if they don't, you know, do this one event, you know, making it special in your own traditions, I think is like very important as well. Not comparing to other people, like you said, it's hard. Um, So how important is it for parents to prioritize self-care during the holiday season? And what are some practical self-care tips you could offer? So sometimes self-care is really viewed at like spa days, showers, getting our nails done, which is great. But we also and oftentimes neglect the biggest form of self-care is just feeling what we need to feel, not denying ourselves the opportunity to feel whether it's loneliness, sadness. If you feel like you're falling short, there's a lot of sadness and symptoms of depression that are heightened during the holiday season. Um, Again, like conflictual relationships with family members can be extremely triggering. Sometimes you're going to your childhood home. That can be very triggering for a lot of people that they emotionally don't feel safe Biggest form of self-care is allowing yourself the space to feel what you need to feel. So if you're going to cry, cry. I don't want you to put those shoulds and shouldn'ts and say, I shouldn't be sad. This is the holidays. But that's not my reality right now. My reality right now is I just need to feel this. Because the more I push it away, the more it's going to just become bigger and bigger and bigger. It's going to take over everything. Yeah, that that does make so much sense because the holidays are you're supposed to be happy, happy. Do you're supposed to have this feeling, or it's magic and this, and it's like the reality is that is not what a lot of people are feeling. So I love that feeling. Your feelings is just like a form of self care, which people definitely don't think of. I don't think of that. I don't think that they think that is a form of self care. But it makes so much sense the way that you kind of worded it because 
when you're telling yourself you shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't feel this way. But then as soon as you do, you're like giving your body the care it needs, which is exactly what self-care is. Yeah. Not necessarily just a spa day. Right. Could you imagine if we thought self-care in such extravagant things? So one that pushes against the financial strains of scheduling yeah. itself a spa day, but also like the time away from your family, then that's guilt. And then that's also like, yeah. I didn't have five minutes to myself anyway. So now I'm creating an extra couple hours that I just did not have. So bring it back to the basics, to what's realistic for us. And sometimes we neglect and forget that our emotions matter too, not just those around us. And speaking of, uh, like you dabbled in on the financial aspect, financial stress definitely um, you know, accompanies the ho- holiday season. What advice do you have for parents to manage their budget and reduce the financial strain? So everybody's different. This is just something that we've um, been doing that's worked for us. We've um, we've been trying to implement um, experiences rather than uh, than gifts themselves. So we celebrate Hanukkah, Christmas, and then my daughter's birthday is the day after Christmas. So oh, wow. initially, I just was way overwhelmed with trying to navigate um, making the most and so special. But she was only like one, two years old, and I was like, "What am I yeah. doing?" Um, so. For her birthday, we've been donate, collecting books and donating them, whether to CHOP or a family that might need books. Um, so that's something really fun that she feels like she's really engaged in. Um, but also making these events, like getting in our pajamas and driving around looking at Christmas lights. There's also something that we like to follow. is like one big thing that they want, something they need, something to read, something to wear, something personal, um, like a membership or something. So really diving into less is more. And I'm happy that we're starting it off when they're so young because then they won't really know any differently. Yeah. And we actually do that. We don't do the personal one. What we do is something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. And someone had recommended that to us. And I said, that's so great because as they get older, those things can get a little bit bigger, you know, or whatever. But they don't need a million toys all the time. They don't need all of these things. And plus with like grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins, it's like they get so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that, I love, I love that. I try to tell everybody about that, um, which is so important. You know, like when, um, when my daughter was younger, she would just be over opening presents. And then with her birthday yeah. the next day, she had more presents. So we had oh, presents sure. under our tree for like, weeks <laughs> finally oh we're just like just open it put it away um but they don't need all of it and i think it was a big eye opener that it's far more important for us to make it feel and look so magical but they don't know yeah. Any yeah yeah i love that i hope people can definitely take that because it doesn't have to be you don't have to, you know like i said you don't have to get a million presents it's about the specific presents that they get that are meaningful i think mm-hmm. Um, so the pressure to create the perfect holiday experience, that can be like intense. You know, you have to have the perfect decor, the perfect way it looks under the tree, the perfect breakfast in the morning, the, all of that. How can parents balance those desires to be have memorable holidays, but also the reality of their time and resources? We like to say perfectly imperfect. <laughs> just to expect that nothing will go according to plan, especially when you have little ones. Um, so trying to rein back what the expectations that we're setting for ourselves. Have some wiggle room. You know, everything is going to look a little different. Um, 
family traditions are going to change. Um, meal traditions are going to change. We just found out that we have to go like gluten free. So being from a big Italian family, all the homemade pasta that we like to make, like oh that's just going to look a little different. And it doesn't mean that different is bad. It's just going to look a little different. We're going to create new traditions. Um, but comparing ourselves to people that we see on social media, I saw something, I saw a video, I think it was last year where it showed this like professionally decorated home and then it like panned out to the side and it showed like all the stuff that they pushed out of the field of view and vision and yeah. the camera. And it's just so real. It's recognizing that everyone's human. No one has it perfect. It might seem that way, but the more that you can get off social media, that'll help you to be present with your kids and your family during that time, but also less comparing. I uh, We've been reading a Thanksgiving book before bed and it's, um, called The Perfect Thanksgiving. And it's about two different families. And the one family, Abigail's family, they all sit and they eat and they read in their, you know, velvet chairs, and they have this perfect you know, exterior. But and then the other girl kind of compares for every like, event that they have about her family is like, a mess. And there's you know, lots of chaos and stuff. But then at the end, it talks about how the thing they have in common is just like the love that their family has right. and it doesn't matter what yours looks like. And that's really what, like you said, with social media, the exterior might look perfect, but the interior might be a little bit different, but some people are, are me messy on the outside, but they have so much love around them. So yeah. it's important to kind of remember that. Um, how about for parents dealing with loss or challenging family dynamics, what strategies could hope, help them cope with during the season? Loss is a huge one because it's, it doesn't only reflect someone passing, but it could be a loss of a connection with a loved one or a loss of what the family dynamic was. Um, something that I'm currently working on with several clients is just redefining what family looks like. You know, recreate a new narrative, a new language about what family is. Um, you're allowed to grieve. And a huge component of the, the holidays is grieving. We're grieving what our holidays were like for us as children. We're grieving the family members we used to celebrate holidays with. We're also grieving the idea of what the holidays would have looked like for us. A lot of families are going through some hard times right now. So that view of what the holidays look like is going to be different. You're allowed to grieve that. Um, but again, going back to allowing yourself that self-care of feeling what you need to feel, you can also recreate create new traditions and bring in some loved traditions that are tried and true with an added twist to it. Everything that we th that goes against what our norm is, we automatically think it's wrong or bad or messed up in some way. And the biggest takeaway is look at the loved ones around you. And if we're all happy and elated, you see the magic in your kids, like we're doing something right. That's so true. And if especially as parents when we're feeling certain things especially a sadness like you kind of just said we can still make the magic for our kids to happen and like they can take that with them even though we might not feel a specific way like we can still allow others to feel a certain right. way um while working through it i like that how about balancing work and family commitments they obviously the hustle and bustle of you got to work, you go to a party on a Wednesday at five o'clock and then on a Thursday at six o'clock and then you got to get dinner and wash and <laughs> all the other stuff. Um, 
but that work, man, it really gets in the middle of like all the fun. I know, <laughs> so, I know. Um, do you have any time management strategies that you would recommend or advice in that realm? Recognize what's worth over committing to. Also, real like just recognizing what's realistic. Um, it's not realistic if you work nine to five for you to get to a party at five and it, it's like a three hour party or event and then you still have to get home, make dinner, get your kids to bed. It's just some things just aren't going to be realistic right now. We have years to do the extra stuff, but in the moment, what matters now is, again, bringing it back to what works for your family, not over committing if you don't need to. I love that advice. Um, are there mindfulness or relaxation techniques that parents can incorporate into their daily routine to help manage the holiday stress? Anything like little things daily? That's okay. Um, taking time to self-reflect, um, especially if you're going in between like three different houses and going to meet family and everything. Even just have an open dialogue with your kids. How are we feeling right now? Let's reconnect a little bit. Let's talk about our emotions. How did you feel doing that? How do you feel getting back into the car? Like you'll, instead of being so hyper fixated on getting there at a certain time, you'll be able to stop and be more present emotionally with your kids too. And even hearing from them, what do you need from me right now? And maybe it's just not doing a bunch of stuff and just sitting and cuddling together. And that's going to be the most meaningful thing for them. So true. What role do you think gratitude plays in managing stress during the holidays? And how can parents cultivate a sense of gratitude in their families? Um, well, it's going to look different for everybody. Um, I know for myself, we've done a couple of years where we've uh, made, we baked cookies and we, we brought them to like the police station. And um, again, like we for Alexandra's birthday, we collect books and, and donate them. So always trying to incorporate holidays aren't just about receiving gifts. It's recognizing the time spent together as a family um, and then what you can give as well. It doesn't have to just be gifts, but again, there's experiences too. That's great advice. How do you think that parents can involve their children in holiday prep without adding extra stress to their own plate? So like for that baking, you know, you, you want to have your kid involved, but like, you know, it's going to make such a bigger mess, uh, but you do want them to be involved. So like what... What can you uh, say about involving them, but like also trying not to get stressed about the involvement right. of them? Um, knowing their abilities, knowing their limits. My daughter is super creative, so she, it would be totally her to draw cards and pictures and everything. So she would be so incredibly proud of herself to draw the card. Um, and then my son really loves helping me measure and bake and everything. But also if you need time to do these things by yourself, have them go do a task um, that is within their limits, right? So definitely by age or ability, if you need help cleaning up the, the family room and picking up toys and putting that away, set a timer, put music on, have them pick up all the red blocks, have them pick up, you know, my daughter can pick up her toys and doing what's in their abilities. And then so that way you're not setting them up for unrealistic expectations, and then you're going to get stressed on top of that because they're not listening and not following the direction as well. So making sure that everybody <laughs> is working within what they can handle. Yes, that's within what they can handle is definitely something that I feel like I need to. I Again, I so badly want to make the memories of doing certain that I'm like, but they're just a little too young for it. Let me just be patient and wait and then we will 
we'll get there one day. One thing that we do, um, I love baking. So when, when I'm baking for other people, the kids don't help me. Um, but I always save one or two of them. Yeah. They're my taste testers. And then they critique they, it's oh, their job. They were like, okay, <laughs> I like this. This tasted great. I like this one. So <laughs> setting the jobs up for themselves and they feel like they're part of it in that regard. But when we're baking at home just for us, oh, of course, like, they're diving right in. They're licking the bowl right. and everything like that. Um, but yeah, making things work for them and then they're going to feel proud of themselves and they're accomplishing things. And Oh, that's great. Um, I know we talked about social media, but obviously social media is huge during the holidays and it can contribute to the feeling of inadequacy. How do you think parents um, can maintain a healthy perspective and not compare themselves to idealized images during the holiday season? Limit what you're following too. Um, and yeah. that can even go for people that you know and love. If you are if you see everybody getting together and you weren't included, my goodness, that's going to feel horrible. Um, so that goes into the boundaries that you set for yourself. Also recognizing like if you're one to watch like those Hallmark movies, like totally unrealistic, recognize some of some of the, some of the reality into it too. And then that kind of brings it down to more of a realistic and relatable level. Um, if yeah. you're following like the real housewives who have professional decorators and professional chefs, it's going to look different than yours that has your kids drinks spilled on the floor and toys all over the place. So recognizing if it, if this is not benefiting me, I'm going to stop watching it. That's like Turtle Lane Creek or whatever. I don't know if you follow her, but I mean, they're so wealthy, but her um, holiday decor is her huge thing. And it is wild the way they transform their house. And I'm always like, I wish I could do that. But oh, I'm not a multimillionaire. So we'll just take our tree with our handmade decorations on it. I don't know. I love getting all of the Christmas cards. But I also know that, like, it's just not yeah. realistic for us right now to have these picture-perfect ones. So we, the ones that we took, my daughter's crying. My son can't is not smiling. He's like, so I was like, they're getting us for as we are. <laughs> well, that's the best way to do it. Um, I had I to kind of go on that of, like, the picture-perfect, like, Christmas. I have a friend who grew up <laughs> celebrating Hanukkah. Obviously, like, you know, they did the... Chinese on Christmas day. And they had like, you know, their great holiday traditions, but then she married someone who celebrates Christmas and having her child, she felt like such over, so overwhelmed, like about all of the things that you have to do at Christmas, because like, you can't, you didn't grow up with that. And she's like trying to make all this happen for her daughter. And, um, you know, I remember saying like, the reason for me that I do these things is because this is what was done for me. And so that's why I want to recreate that and make more memories. But I feel as though people who maybe are just entering a different celebration or holiday, like you, I always want to say like, you don't have to be doing it all and making all the memories. Like maybe they'll make memories for their kids based on the little things that you did. You know, that's something also I feel like people kind of, they not forget, but like they get overwhelmed oh, with, you know? Yeah. And then also trying to pick up, like if you're in um, a partnership where your, your partner has wonderful family traditions and trying to incorporate those with yours and finding a balance that works well for you and then creating your own sense of what a tradition is. Um, I have to say my favorite mm-hmm. tradition, um, family friends of ours 
in my family, um, we would get into the car in our pajamas and we would drive around and look at Christmas lights. All of the stuff oh, yeah. that we ever got, like all that's what we talk about still. And that's what we do with our kids, you know, and yeah. it's those little things that really stick out that that's what I'm trying to lead with yeah. as well is the little things that we as like the parents might not even realize is what's important to the kids. When the, your parents are probably like, we need to get them out of the house and like yeah, drive for yeah, a while. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, we did it with our family friends and I mean, we all still, well, we're all adults now. Yeah. We all still talk about it. That's awesome. You got to do the, um, do you follow the lower bucks holiday tour? They do a Christmas, they do a Halloween thing and a Christmas thing. And they, they, it's so good. I'll have to send it to you and I'll have to link it in the notes, especially for people in Bucks County. Like they have people send in if they decorate their house really nice. Cause it is kind of hard to figure out where are all the houses at. So people send their stuff into them and then they create different pre-planned routes based on different areas. So like we always do the one around like Yardley, Newtown, Langhorn, and sometimes we'll do like other ones, but there's, it's all Lower Bucks County that they have. Very so cool. I'll have to send you that. It's really, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, and Halloween, it was great. Like we wouldn't have seen half of the house. We wouldn't have seen really any of the houses had I not done that tour the amount of people that decorate for Halloween, I'm like, what yeah. is this? This is awesome. Oh, thanks so, for that. I will definitely, definitely do that because to... that's something yeah. we, do it every, we do it all the time. Like get, get in the pajamas, yeah. get the kids in the car. You have to do it. Yeah, they do a really good job of setting the roots too. Like, and it has like, if it's a big display or if it's not, um, it's really cool. Sweet. So yeah, I'll have to add that. <laughs> Um, so are there any signs or red flags that parents should really be aware of, including like indicating that their stress levels are reaching an unhealthy point around this time? Being mindful of burnout, recognize what you're overcommitting to. And if you're not finding the joy in anything and things that you typically mm-hmm. would, right? So if you're not, if you're sitting there looking at your kid's reaction through a phone screen rather than viewing them in without your phone face to face, that would be a red flag to recognize. Like, I think I would, it would be a lasting impression if I was without my phone and just being very present in the moment. It takes away again, all the comparisons, all the shoulds and shouldn'ts. And you're really in the moment. You're being just together. Um, And I think just really focusing and narrowing in on seeing the magic in your kids. Um, And if you don't have kids and like family, friends, nieces, nephews and everything like that, and just even feeling that connection for yourself, doing what fuels you. Um, If you're finding Mm -hmm. yourself burnt out, go back to tried and true things that always bring you joy. For me, baking always brings me joy, reminds me of family traditions, reminds me of family recipes, brings me joy. So really diving into self-reflection. It's okay to be a little selfish. It's okay to say no to some things. Um, putting into practice what's going to benefit you and not drain you. Yes, that that is definitely great advice about like the whole thing. I feel like is just if I could take like one word from all of it is just like step back, which is what everybody needs to do in the holiday season. I think nobody wants to do mm-hmm. it, but. If you're saying to do it, we got to do it, right? Another big thing is accept help. Oftentimes, especially as moms, we think we have to do it all. And we're going to run ourselves thin. We're not even going to be, we're going to look back at the holiday season and be like, I don't remember any of it because I wasn't present. Um, Mm -hmm. With my kids being sick now, 
both my mom and my sister for Thanksgiving. They were like, well, let me know what I can do to help. And normally I'd be like, nope, I got it. I can figure it all out. But I actually leaned mm-hmm. in and like accepted it. And I was appreciative. And I said, thank you. It's new for me, but I also recognize like I'm only one person. It's hard enough to juggle two kids sick now as it is. So the help is appreciative. I'm not any less of a version of myself by accepting help and it's okay. Right. And I think that's also what a lot of people need to remember. You're not any less of yourself just because like you're just because you're accepting help. Like it'll make you actually better, a better version of yourself because you're not as stressed. Um, so you answered a bunch about the, you know, holiday Christmas season, but I have one more about as we approach the new year, I know a lot of people also right after Christmas, it's like, all right, New Year's is coming. What are we going to, you know, change about our lives after we get all the cookies out of our system? Um, what advice do you have for parents to set realistic goals and intentions for the upcoming year? Keeping in mind, you know, maybe some of the lessons they learned during the holidays and this podcast. Um, (laughs) Just going, kind of going off of what I work with with my clients, um, creating a common narrative that we're ditching the words New Year's resolution. That is such negative connotation, unrealistic expectations. It goes along the lines of the shoulds and shouldn'ts. And just sending maybe some beneficial intentions, right? If I decide to go down a healthy lifestyle path, great. But if I don't get there quite yet, I'll start when I start. Um, be realistic with ourselves. I know I laughed at myself because one year I was like, I'm going to put the laundry away every single time after I kind of fold it out of the dryer. That lasted two days. And then I I immediately felt like <laughs> I failed. And I just realized, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I setting myself up for that? It's almost like if I were to say I'm going to run and win a marathon, not having ever run before, you're just setting yourself up right. for failure. Do, you know, rec- do the time to take the time to recognize what your limitations are, as well as your abilities. Find what works right. for you and what you'll be able to achieve. Yeah, it's so funny you say the thing about the laundry, because that was actually one of my New Year's resolutions <laughs> this year was like, okay, if I put a load in, before I put a load of laundry in, I have to make sure everything is folded and put away. And, and then I'm like, well, I'm never going to do laundry then because it's just, I, we have like baskets upstairs that are are folded. They're just, they just never go away into their respective places, which is like, mm-hmm. why, why mm-hmm. can't we do that? We're, we're human and we're going to fail at yes. things. We're going to fall short at things, but we'll also <laughs> succeed. And I think we find the most success when we are more realistic with ourselves. And I do think that's something for me that um, we're like, go, go, go a lot. And I put that ahead of, you know, Maybe there's dishes in the sink. Maybe our laundry isn't put away. You know, maybe we're not having the perfectly balanced dinner at night, but everybody's having fun in a different way. Like I kind of put the adult responsibilities to the Mm -hmm. side, which I don't know if that's going to be. Works for our family. It's the moment we're sharing together. Yeah. Now the other night when, you know, my kids are starting to feel very well, we just put on a movie. We had a fire in the fireplace and we just kind of sat there. And I was so sad that it was like a Friday night. I was like, we could go Shady Brook. We could be doing yeah. something super fun. And I felt like, oh, my kids just aren't going to be having fun. I'm setting them up for, you know, sadness. And I feel like I'm falling short. And my daughter actually looked up at me. She's like, this is the best. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It just oh, it confirmed, like, so all right, sweet. I got to tone it down a little bit. We'll be happy yeah. regardless, you know. And the other thing that I 
never like even really think about, but like they don't know what other kids are doing. They don't have social media. They don't have these things. They don't know that someone's going to do this grandiose thing or they're getting all these crazy presents, especially, you know, obviously as they get older, they do. But as like little kids, when I feel like they, it's the most chaotic, you could literally wrap a box up and be like, this is Christmas. You just unwrap the box. Like they don't know. Um, So yeah. You know, something... I totally I've been agree. working with my daughter on because you know, she's you know, she's very observant. She's in kindergarten. She's learning a lot about what other kids are doing too, and just kind of leaning into we can be really happy for them, but that's what works for them, and this is what works for us. And it brings us back right. to a, okay, we're, things are things can be different. They don't have to be bad. Um, there was a little kid in her right. in her class that went on a trip, and she was just like, "Why aren't we going on a trip?" And I was like, "Well, instead of thinking." so negatively let's be really happy for him that he got to go maybe ask him about it and then yeah. it, it shifted her mindset instead of like looking down wow on why we didn't do that and looked at like that's really good i'm really happy for you so it's teaching just a different perspective that just we can be happy for other people that get to do different things too yeah that's what it that also reminded me of, I, of the elf on the shelf because that's a big thing for a parent i don't know if you guys do it we didn't have one but we don't really do it but um i saw a parent say that because people so people in like facebook who does elf on the shelf is there anybody who doesn't do elf on the shelf and the one girl commented and it was the best she's like we don't do elf on the shelf we have a dog and i told my daughter that we don't need an elf on the shelf because our dog is friends with santa and he watches us and i was like well that is just genius like that and like there's other parents that i talk to that they're like we say we don't have elf on the shelf because like our kids are good. So, you know, you don't need Elf on the shelf. Like he doesn't need to tell Santa. And I was like, wow, these are like very smart. You don't have to buy into the yeah, Elf on the shelf. Do whatever works for you. And if you do get yeah. one, you could do it really funny too. It doesn't have to have the threat yeah. that goes along with it because it kind yeah. of just that right. takes the fun away from it. You know? Yeah. That's what I think we're going to do it. We're going to try it a little bit more this year just to see how it works. But I don't want to like, do anything all out because it's like there's still lots of years ahead <laughs> you know let's do the basics like yeah. you were just saying don't stress myself yeah. out about it even though I probably will but um all right well this is so awesome thank you so much for sharing everything with us and coming on again um this is so important about managing the holiday stress it's obviously clear you know that the holiday season can bring a mix of joy and challenges but you've really provided with such so many practical strategies and thoughtful advice to navigate it all i learned a lot like i said i I knew i was going to um and i know that everybody listening will Um, So just remember, you're not alone in feeling the pressure of the holiday season. Take the time to implement the tips shared today. Um, Prioritize self-care and most importantly, savor the moments of joy with your loved one at your own time frame. That's the most important thing. Um, Don't feel the pressure too much. Um, Don't forget to check out Brittany on Instagram at BAF Therapy Services to follow for more tips um, and check out her book, Vinny Goes to Therapy. I'll link all that in my show notes. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it. You can always follow me on Instagram at the Running Wine Mom underscore. So thank, thank you, you Brittany, so much. So for much. Having me. I was awesome. so excited to see you again. Yes, yes. I'm so excited. Um, as we navigate the holiday season, let's remember to be kind to ourselves and each other. 
From the Running Wine Mom, thank you for joining us today. Until next time, cheers to a holiday season filled with love, laughter, and a bit less stress. And I will be back next Tuesday.